Welcome back to the program. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 That's the open line number. Now, uh, I've been away for a couple of weeks over in the US, watched a lot of NFL, probably not as much NFL as our next guest. I hope, and remember, hope's not a strategy, but I hope he is okay. RJ Ochoa is on the line. RJ, how do we find you on this fine day? Jimmy, uh, it's great to be with you, you know, I really don't know if the sun has risen um, over the course of the last, whatever it's been, 18 days or anything like that. I've recognized that sports are meaningless and stupid, and assigning your emotional well-being to them is a reckless activity that I will not advise to my son as he matures and grows in life. As everyone who listens to this program knows, you are a massive Cowboys fan. In fact, beyond that, uh, you're actually... um, your whole profession is based around the Cowboys. I was there for that weekend. It was incredible to see what the Packers did at Arlington. Um, as a fan, have you have you reconciled that? Are you are you in agreement with General Manager Jerry Jones and his decisions, most notably to keep Mike McCarthy in the head coaching position uh, for next year? You know, I had said really all throughout the season and even back into training camp. And I know I had told you that I I think, you know, Mike McCarthy was safe and there was really only a handful of ways that the end of the season could have gone to to justify moving on because obviously the Cowboys are fighting a lot of history at this point in time. And unfortunately for him, at least as far as my opinion is concerned, the end was within that handful. I mean, it was so bad. Um, And I'm never comfortable advocating for somebody to lose their job, but obviously that's, that's this gig. Um, I was not a fan. I mean, I thought that you kind of had to purge and move on and kind of clean house. Um, And I'm even less of a fan, not that I'm advocating for an extension from McCarthy, but I'm even less of a fan of going at this in a contract year, lame duck sort of way. Um, You know, obviously Dan Quinn has now left and is is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. So how is this defensive coordinator job enticing to anybody? Who wants to sign up, you know, for potentially only a year's worth of work? Um, it just feels like they're half in, half out, and, and that is not, you know, you said hope isn't a strategy. It's a better strategy than what they've got going on. Jerry Jones is well known for being patient with coaches, so, um, you know, which is a strength and a weakness, as we know. But all right, okay. Uh, we know we've got the Super Bowl coming up in about 10 days' time, Super Bowl 58. But first, let's go back. What are the Baltimore Ravens fans thinking at this time? What's Lamar Jackson thinking at this time, knowing that the Chiefs, an understrength Chiefs side, not their best side they've had over the last five years, but that man Mahomes and that man Kelsey, you can't keep them down. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you ask about the Ravens because they, you know, I empathize with that team more as a Cowboys fan probably than any other. And, and you know, not in a total commiseration sense, but, um, you know, what, what was so, such a bummer about the Cowboys loss was they were at home and they had all these things going their way and that broke their direction. I mean, and, and for the Ravens, you know, in that moment against that team, if you can't beat the Chiefs, you know, in the weakest offense that they've ever had or with the weakest offense they've ever had under Mahomes, the weakest version of Kelsey that we've ever seen, when you have been at your highest version of yourself that we've ever seen, with a, your quarterback winning his second MVP award, you're at home. I mean, what more has to go your way for yeah. it to be your time? And I think that that's a really depressing kind of reality to try to reckon with as a sports fan, to, to feel like you have a glass ceiling. And um, I, I think that that's a, a long, hard question that Ravens fans are going to have to try and answer over the offseason. Matters that were obviously made all the more difficult by their defensive coordinator getting a head coach job as well. Yeah. Uh, what about Mahomes? Do we, we, you know, where do, where, I don't know whether I even want to ask about ranking him, but 
you know, I've, I've we've watched his results. Everyone's they're, they're transparent. What what is also been known on the back of that quarterback series? Um, I'm not sure if you watched it or not, but he is, and, and I've said it on this program a number of times. He is the perfect marquee player from his physical preparation, mental preparation, the way he gets around his team, the respect he shows for the organisation. Overall, when you think of Patrick Mahomes, what do you think of RJ? Yeah, I mean, we really are running out of superlatives for him. Yeah. And, you know, early in, his, early in his career when he experienced such highs, I mean, people were so quick to compare him to all-time greats, and the response was always, hey, this is really early, you know, let's just relax a little bit. But he's at a point where his career resume, it's, it's up there. I mean, it's, it's pretty difficult to, to hold him back from any of these all-time conversations now, despite the fact that he's, you know, well south of 30 years old and, I don't think he needs a – I think he could retire tomorrow and, and be a Hall of Fame player. I mean, I think he's, he's accomplished that much already, obviously. And, you know, if they win another Super Bowl, it only adds to the legacy. I'm, I'm starting to, to buy into the fact that – or the idea, I should say, that, that he really does have the potential to outperform Brady. I mean, there's some, you know, some things that have to go your way and you have to catch some luck and you got to be healthy and all those sorts of things. And, and that's, that's implied and obvious. But – he really does have that chance, that potential. He might be the LeBron to Brady's Jordan or whatever, but um, he is – you're right. He's very, very different. And now he's got the legend working for him, similar to all-time greats. I mean, pick your sport, pick your player. I mean, now teams cower at, at facing the Chiefs and facing Mahomes, and they almost manifest his greatness into existence. It's, it's really special, and I'm just really grateful it's not, you know, happening to a team that I hate with all of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know whether you hate the 49ers with all of your heart. I suspect they do as a divisional rival. But what did you make of their, not just their performance against Detroit, but their last couple of performances? Uh, they had to get out of jail against the Packers as well. They were under pressure there. Um, you could argue that Brock Purdy's done it at the back end of the game, but he wasn't getting it done at the front end of the game. How have you seen their couple of games into the Super Bowl? I think that's a great way to put it. That's why they pay you the big bucks. I mean, mean, get out of jail free. I mean, that was really well done. Um, It does feel a little bit more hollow than than their last Super Bowl appearance. They feel a little bit more or less formidable. They feel a little bit more gettable, a little bit more beatable. Um, And so, I I mean, I picked the Chiefs in that Super Bowl and and will do so again this time around. They, They definitely appear to have weaknesses, and it's, it's obviously funny that they were able to finally execute a comeback under Kyle Shanahan, and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. But, I mean, they just seem like the team that is really running on fumes right now. I mean, I talk about, you know, the Cowboys a lot, facing and fighting history and chasing ghosts and battling against them. The Niners are doing that just the same. Yeah. I mean, the Niners have obviously had successes and, and been to Super Bowls and lost them now, but their Super Bowl drought is longer than the Cowboys. People don't like to talk about that. And I do think there is this underlying pressure underneath them for this game. I mean, if you go to two Super Bowls in four years and you go to the NFC Championship game three years in a row, four times in five years, and you walk away with nothing, I mean, that is a really hard, you know, kind of place to sit in. And they're on the verge of that. And so I'm I'm, I'm really doubting them in this Super Bowl, which is obviously a dangerous thing to do. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting around Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, we talk a lot about that and up against Andy Reid. And Andy, you know, this affable guy that, uh, you know, sort of grandfatherly type figure. But Shanahan Sharp, you know, the the new wave of NFL coach with uh, incredible offense. But. Does he? He's got. He's got to win one, doesn't he, to to almost secure that reputation that um, Sean McVay has at the LA Rams. 
Yeah, I mean, that that pressure certainly extends to him. I mean, his he's not only, you know, fighting history, he's fighting a legacy. I mean, his father has two. I mean, it's it's not just anyone and and he has obviously been kind of crowned rightfully so as as the, you know, young, hot, I wouldn't say whiz kid. He's he's not, you know, incredibly youthful, but to your point, his immediate adversary in Sean McVay and their trees are obviously now percolating all throughout the league. He got one, and so he really needs to obviously come home with some hardware in it. If he doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying that they're the Cowboys, you know, just a few rounds in the playoffs further, but that's kind of what you are. I mean, yeah. I, I think Niners fans have had a lot of reasons to celebrate over the last few years, but again, at the end of the day, if you lose, and I think if you lose specifically both times to this team, I mean, how can you really regard yourself as the, you know, kind of quote-unquote mandatory go-to high-level offense of the league? You're not. You're secondary to Patrick Mahomes, and you're proving that over and over again. Uh, just before we get in it, you've signaled already that you, you think maybe the Chiefs is where you'll be going for this Super Bowl. Uh, the other big news coming out of it, Jim Harbaugh, when I was there, Michigan won the national championship. Uh, the lots of speculation around Jim Harbaugh. It's been done gone to the Chargers, into a big market like Los Angeles, getting paid $16 million a year, nine years since he's been in the NFL. Immediate success, RJ? Hard to bet against that. I mean, he's had that everywhere he's gone. And, you know, it's been at enough levels that I think you can trust it. And, you know, low-level college football, high-level college football, the NFL, national championship. Um, and even, you know, though they only won one title in Michigan, I mean, he really turned them around and, and just having all sorts of success in the Big Ten and against Ohio State. And, and those are obviously really important things for the Wolverines. But um, Justin Herbert's obviously inordinately talented, and it kind of seemed like a team who wants to spend and wants to be at the forefront and center of discussion. This was really, really, really predictable, and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But, um, I, you know, we've always had the Chargers kind of shoved down our throat. The Internet loves them for this reason or the other. But I do expect them to contend, and I, I do expect them to be in an AFC championship game sooner rather than later. That's Jim Harbaugh. That's what he generally tends to do. And that means his salary makes it all worthwhile, right? Well, you know, I don't have to write any checks. So, I mean, it's really no sweat <laughs> off my back. But, uh, you know, those, those California state taxes, I don't know if you're aware, they uh, they will get you here in America. Oh, don't worry. 12.5%, uh, Texas zero, is is that what we're talking? Hasn't that, isn't that why um, Elon Musk lives half a year in Texas or has a residence there? Yeah, I mean, look, we're the Lone Star State, and, and we have, you know, our fair share of issues, believe me. But when it comes to state income tax, nobody <laughs> – well, I guess Florida touches us. But, you know, they've got their own mess of issues as well. Uh, what would you say if I said the market here has the San Francisco 49ers? This is at topsport.com.au. $1.74 favorites. The Kansas City Chiefs, $2.11. The line, 2 I would say I've, I've learned my lesson. I've, I've been touching this hot stove. I picked the Bills to beat the Chiefs. I picked the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. I'm, I'm not going to do it a third time in a row. And I, I mean, I, I kind of get it. I sort of logically understand it. But, I mean, we just have an overwhelming amount of evidence at this point in time. So if you can get the Chiefs and points at this, you know, juncture – Jump all over it in my mind. I, I'm not going to bet against them for a very, very, very long time. Okay, and not only that, the plus two is a dollar ninety fell compared to a, the minus two at a dollar eighty seven. So there you go. And to be honest, I'm well and truly in your camp on that one, RJ. Um, mate, great to hear that things are okay without being completely rosy over there in the Lone Star State. Um, I know you would have taken that very, very tough. The 
the, the bowing out of the Dallas Cowboys. But really appreciate your input today, mate. Thanks, Jimmy. You know what? It's all good. It's basketball season. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm a Spurs fan, so life sucks there as well. Uh, we miss Patty Mills every day. <laughs> every day. Good on you, mate. Appreciate it, Jimmy.